Church of Albuquerque. I just want to be the first, if you have not yet been welcomed, to say welcome. And we are so glad that you decided to join us today on this beautiful Sunday, even though it's a little cold and windy, and the rest of this week was so nice and beautiful. <laughs> but we just, we are honored that you decided to be a guest with us, and we hope that you stay, and we hope that you, like, just feel welcomed into the family, because I know I did whenever I first started coming here. Um, and so if it is your first time, we do just ask that you text the word guest to 505-666-4777. And it's just a way for us to get more information in your hands in regards to who we are at City Church and just more resources in regards to how to get you connected. Um, and if you are here for the first time and you're not joining us online, which welcome online guest if you are, um, if you are in person, we do just ask that you also stop by one of our greeters because we do have a gift that we want to get to you in hand uh, just to say thank you and we are so honored that you decided to stop in and join us today. Um, a few announcements that I just wanted to talk about today. The first one being that we are going to be having a church family meeting um, and we don't necessarily have like a like membership, but this will be like a membership type of meeting for all of us. And it will be happening on February 18th from 6 to 7 p.m. So if you do consider City Church your family and your home, we do hope that you stop by that family meeting and that you come and join us. The next thing is that we do have a Valentine's Day with our soul youth. So if you are in middle school or high school, come on by. I heard it's a lot of fun from you but I hear that it's a lot of fun um, so we do ask that you guys come and um, it's going to be on February 14th uh, so we do hope that you guys stop by and join us for that um, and then the next thing is if you guys don't know what's happening at City Church um, we do have a QR code that's about to go up on the screen um, and it's just to get the weekly announcement emails um, just so that you guys are resourced and you know what's currently happening here at City Church throughout the week and throughout the month. Um, so if you don't get those, we do ask that you scan that so that you guys can be resourced. Um, and then the next thing that I just wanted to talk about is the aspect of just another opportunity that we have to worship God, which is to give our tithes and offerings. Um, and just a thought that I had to share was in Exodus 35:20, and it says, Then the whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses' presence, and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for, their work, for the work on the tent of meeting, for all its services, and for all sacred garments. In our current series that we have titled um, Forward Together, we are just looking to share what our vision and our expectation is and just where we are going as a church body here within this next year and what we're believing God is leading us as a church. Um, and having a dream and a vision is awesome, but vision always carries a cost. And so this passage just reminds us that the vision to build presents us with an opportunity to give generously with a willing heart and that, God, that we have been moved by God with that willing heart. And so if you are here to give today, I just wanna ask that we bow our heads and close our eyes and I will pray over today's offering. Father God, Lord, thank you, Lord, that you have given us the ability, Lord, and the resources, Lord, just to give to the vision that you have given us as a church, God. Lord, I pray that for those who came to give today, whether it be much or little, Lord, whatever it is, God, that you bless it, Lord, and that you make it multiply, God. Because we know in your hands, God, that you are able to fulfill what you have started, Lord. Um, Lord, I just pray that as we do this, Lord, that we just trust you and we lean into you. 
God, and we just know that this is just another aspect that we have to worship you today. In your name I pray, amen. And today we are going to be having a very special service with Marisa and Jeff. So everyone lean forward and I'm excited for the message. <laughs> Good morning. That was a beautiful time of worship. Thanks, guys. I don't know if you caught this or not. How many um, parents are here with young kids? Let me see your hand. Okay, I don't know if you caught this or not, but on Valentine's, Soul Youth is going to be watching your kids so that you can go on a date. I don't know if you noticed that on the screen. So um, there was a QR code that was up there that was connected to um, taking advantage of that. So you have to sign up in advance so that they know how many kids to expect. But uh, guys, free babysitting. <laughs> so plan now to have a date night on Valentine's. Uh, we hope that this is a little way that we can invest in your marriage and in your relationship. And we're so thankful for Soul Youth for being generous with their time and being willing to volunteer to watch the kids so you guys can go out and invest in your relationship with one another. Isn't that awesome? So good. What a great time of worship this morning. Amen. Amen. So good to come together and just encounter God's presence together to pursue him together. There's just, um, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I assume that everyone who's here present, uh, you know, agrees with me here, but, uh, I, you know, having been involved in church for so many years, when all of a sudden, uh, you know, COVID happened, that was, remember 20 years ago when COVID happened? <laughs> and all of a sudden now we were forced into having church online, like in our homes, maybe by ourselves or with our families. And, uh, and then coming, when we were now able to come back and do this, I was like, oh, there is nothing like coming together with your church family in order to just love on God together, love on one another together. And there's just, in for me, there's nothing like coming together to worship God. Uh, you know, I will tell you that sometimes one of my favorite things in, in worship, here's a little insight into me sometimes. Uh, we're singing a song like worthy of it all at the end there. And I will tell you that sometimes, I don't want everybody doing this because then you're gonna, if you follow my example here, then you're gonna ruin it for me. But uh, I love, I will take moments and I will just quiet myself. And I, nothing I love more than just hearing the church family, the voices calling out to God, how worthy, how good, how wonderful, and how great he is. And it just fills my heart with such joy uh, just to hear the, the body of Christ. Uh, proclaiming his praises and his goodness. Amen? Well, as you know, we've been uh, on a journey here on a series that we started a handful of weeks ago where we're wanting to sh just share with you uh, about how we feel like God is leading us in this next chapter uh, for our church. And we rejoice in God's uh, goodness and faithfulness to City Church over the years. Uh, we're grateful for the foundation that has been laid here within uh, this church. We're grateful for all the ways in which God has moved here among us and through us. And uh, we are excited that God isn't finished with us yet. Amen? That uh, God is opening up for us a new chapter and a new uh, a new phase in the journey of City Church, and uh, it's been a joy for us to be here for the the last seven months. It's been uh, seven months since we arrived here, and uh, it's been our joy just to get to know you more and to 
put ourselves within this community. And for many of those months, right, we've been just kind of praying and thinking and reflecting and trying to discern what does God have for City Church in this next season and in this next chapter, right? Yeah, and it's so amazing to be in this um, place where we get to be praying this way and seeking the Lord this way when the foundations we're building on are really strong. Like, it would be a very different thing if we were coming and there was a bunch of undoing that needed to happen in order to put right foundations in place so that we can then move forward. And it's just been a real joy and a pleasure for us to be able to dream and talk about the things God's speaking to us and dreams he's putting in our hearts about the future of City Church, knowing that the foundations are already laid, that there's already the, what is needed here to hold and to, to sustain the future building that is gonna happen as we continue to advance together. And that's been a real, that's been a real cool part of our journey. Absolutely, for sure. You know, another thing I think of is, uh, I was actually, I, I met a gentleman who pastors a, a different church here in the city uh, this past week, and uh, so I was telling him how we're new to Albuquerque, and so he was asking me, of course, well, where are you from? And I said, well, we're actually from Canada, uh, from a city that's up near Toronto, and he was like, so you, you moved here just to pastor that church, right? And uh, I said, yeah, I said, in fact, um, I said, in fact, we, my wife and I came to a point where we felt like God was moving us out of our previous place and into a new place, but we didn't yet know where that was. And yet we were so convinced of God's leading that we sold our home, we packed everything that we owned into a storage compartment, and we went on a, a bit of a sabbatical with our family for about nine months. A bit of a sabbatical? Well, yeah. Uh, a, a time away for about nine months, and then during which, you know, we had after praying and several conversations with different people in different places and how God led us here, and uh, he was like, wow, like that's, a, like that's a pretty amazing, you know, story, uh, but we feel a certain sense of joy in our hearts to say, um, God led us here to be a part of this community at this time and in this season, can I tell you something? God led you here for this time, for this season, for City Church. This is not a moment that is just about this particular couple or family that God led from Canada to Albuquerque so that they could become a part of City Church. No, no, we're in this together. We move forward together, and I rejoice that God brought us here. But I also rejoice that God brought you here. That you are here by God's purpose, by God's intention, by God, God's design because of what he has in store for us in this next season. Are you with me? So today, uh, we want to talk a little bit about vision and what is in our heart for our vision as a church in the next season. Let me, uh, let us make a couple of kind of prefacing comments here. Um, if we were to ask the question, what is a vision? Last week I read a scripture to you that is pretty well known uh, within Christianity. And it comes from Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. And uh, we want to read it to you today in the message version, which is a bit of a different flavor, but I really love the way that the message version articulates uh, this particular proverb. Do you want to read that? Yeah. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. 
But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Come on. I've stumbled all over myself before. Am I the only one? <laughs> but man, when we are faithful to attend to what God reveals, when God begins to speak and, and kind of pull back the curtains as it were, how many have had that experience in your own life where God begins to show you something, right? And then now it's like, okay, I have to be faithful to steward this. I have to do what it is that God is showing me. And when we partner with the Holy Spirit, when we say yes to what God reveals, we always, time after time after time, see the blessing of God on our lives, on what we're doing, because he loves it when we say yes and begin to partner with him when he reveals. Yeah, totally. I love that wording of attending to what is revealed because it's a constant reminder to me that when God shows us something, he reveals his will, he reveals his purpose, he reveals a certain sense of direction for our lives, he shows us what he has in store for us, then now it's something that I have to intend, uh, attend to, right? Listen, we all like the idea that when God reveals his will and reveals his purpose that we could just sit back and say, yes, Lord, and anticipate that God is somehow going to cause it to just fall out of the heavens for us with no work or effort or action on our part. But that's just not the way that it works right? And so God sets before us a path. He puts before us a promise. He reveals his will to us. And now we have the joy of entering into that journey. Amen. And so for us, a vision is that thing that it gives us a picture of the purpose that a, a vision of the future that we are in pursuit of. It's a picture of the vision to which God is calling us. So that's what, when we talk about the language of vision here, that's what we're referring to here. So we want to take a, a bit of time here, probably the bulk of the rest of our time, and we just kind of want to talk a little bit from our heart about what, it, what we are sensing, what we are feeling, what is stirred within us when we think about what kind of church do we want to be. What kind of church do we believe God wants City Church to become? Who is God calling us to be? This is such an important thing for us to reflect on, for us to consider, for us to see what kind of church do we want to be? Go ahead. <laughs> can, I say, can I say the first one? Well, why don't we give them the, the kind of the three things that are on our heart and then we'll kind of Break go them through down. them individually. Yep. Okay. Okay, so the three things are we want to be a place to encounter God. I don't want to show up at church Sunday after Sunday or in my small group or doing different ministries here at the church and not encounter God. If we are not meeting with God, then there's no point in meeting. Right? It's the encounter with God that brings a change. It's the encounter with God is that we is what we need. We want to be a people to belong to. We want to be a church where people feel like this is my people. I have friends here. I have connections here. I have people I can actually go through life with here and journey together with here. We want to be a place where we want to be a place where we have a people to belong to. And finally, we want to be a launchpad for purpose. We believe that there is a unique call of God on every life. And we want to be a house that can be a launch pad that is going to send people into the purpose that God has put them on this earth for. 
Totally. So that's what, when we think about what kind of church do we believe God wants to uh, cause us to lean into, to step into, what is it that God has for us? We believe that God is calling City Church to be a place where people come and encounter God. That City Church is called to be a people to belong to. That when people come here, that they find that people where something in their heart says, this is my people. And finally, we believe we're called to be a uh, a launch pad for purpose. So a place, a people, and a purpose. Can we talk a little bit about these things individually and break them down a little bit? Yeah? yeah? All right. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to be a place to encounter God's presence. A place to encounter God's presence. When people encounter the presence of God, their lives are changed. Right? Your life is changed. How many can think of a moment in your life when you encountered the presence of God and from that moment forward, you were a different person. Look around, guys. Because that's what happens when we encounter God. People are saved when they encounter God. They, they, have an, an, they receive this invitation that the Holy Spirit is providing them to invite Jesus into their life and begin the journey of walking with him. People are set free. Come on, I know I've been set free because of encounters with God. People are healed when they encounter with God. And this is the kind of place we wanna be. This is a place where when the Spirit of God moves, things happen and and you know we can we can like put our own words to it if we want like we can try to say like oh whatever it was really cool or I felt something or the good vibes or like pick you know pick however you want but we know it's actually God's presence that is what's happening in the room and that's what we're experiencing in the room and we want City Church to be a place where people encounter God time after time after time after time. Not a one encounter, not a one time thing where we say, yeah, remember the good old days when I had that encounter with the Lord? But no, this is a place where you can come and regularly encounter the presence of God and the next thing he wants to speak to you, you'll receive. The next step he wants you to take, he'll speak to you. The very next thing to grow in your journey with Christ only gets revealed when we are in the presence of God. So we want City Church to be that place. And we're going to do that. We're going to continue to do that through a variety of different um, means. We're going, to, we're going to, what's the word I'm looking for? Like position ourselves to be a place that can encounter the presence of God. Yeah, totally. Uh, how many, like Marisa said, we've all experienced, hopefully, that like just one moment with God, it changes lives, right? And, you know, uh, I'll give you an example. I have lots of examples that I can share that come from like the pastoral uh, responsibility of helping people grow in their faith, helping people overcome challenges in their lives. But I'll give you an example on being the receiving end of uh, end of this and uh, you know I remember years ago I was having a conversation with uh, the gentleman who was at that time uh, my, my pastor and we were talking about a handful of different things and in this conversation he brought up to me this warning about warning me against pride and uh, I kind of like a good um, I didn't want to be disrespectful in the moment, right? So I nodded my head. I, I you know, I kind of smiled like I did the right thing in order to appear as if I was receiving his warning. 
But then when I walked away, when like the meeting was over, I was like, I don't know what it is that he's thinking about, but like, you know, that's not me. That's not me at all, right? Like, you know, I'm like, I'm the least proud person, you know, you know? <laughs> and so I just, I didn't see it. I didn't believe it. And so I just disregarded it. I just kind of burst it to the side and, and, and I put it away. And then sometime later, uh, I'm having another meeting with him, a lunch, or we're chatting, or whatever, and he brings this up again, and he warns me about pride, about guarding yourself against pride that can come in, talked a little bit about how it can affect our lives, et cetera, et cetera, and, uh, and again, I walked away with like, I don't know what his problem is, right? I don't know what he sees. I don't know what he's thinking, and you know, he's a good and godly man and everything. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, De deflate him in my own view but like he's also human and we don't always get it right right and uh and so i disregarded it again a third time i was having a meeting with him so this is you know a period of time that goes on right and he brought it up again and warned me about pride and a third time warning me about it and in this respect i'm very much like the apostle peter Often it took Peter three times of hearing something. And so I walked away from this meeting and I still felt like, I don't know what, you know, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. I don't, you know, whatever. But I had this moment when I walked away where I was kind of like, you know, is it possible? <laughs> is it possible that he might see something in me that I don't see? I can't imagine that I would have a blind spot. But just maybe. You have changed so much <laughs> since then. So, so I decided in that moment, this was a gift of God to me. I decided in that moment, you know what, maybe I should at least take some time to pray and ask the Holy Spirit if there's any truth to the warning that I'm receiving from my, my pastor. I mean, he obviously loves me. He cares about me. It's not like he's trying to be hard on me. And so perhaps I should ask the Holy Spirit to show me. And so I went to, you know, I did. I went to God. I'm praying. And I just said, Holy Spirit, would you show me if there's pride that is in my heart, if that, that you want to, you know, to convict me of to set me free from uh if there's pride that's there would you would you show me and you'll never believe what happened <laughs> because what my pastor tried to teach me to show me to instruct me to warn me over three separate meetings listen in one moment in god's presence my eyes were open to see something that until that point, I was either unable or unwilling to see. And God was able to then set me free from that thing and to begin to lead me down a path where I would begin to turn away from that and could learn to change, become more and more like Jesus as much we're all on that journey, right? But so my point is, is the power of a moment in God's presence and before we move on to kind of the next thing, let me just come back to one thing that Marisa reiterated when we talk about the power of God's presence and how it is life-changing for us. Is I, I want you to understand that very near and dear to our hearts is that the city church, we would be a church where people are coming here and they are finding Jesus. What I mean by that is, is that we are a church where the lost come. And though they've never seen it before, the scripture says this. Paul says, in, in reference to those who do not know Jesus, Paul says that the God of this age has blinded the eyes of the unbelieving. 
so that they are not able to see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. They can't. They cannot see it. They are unable to see it. Why? Because their eyes have been blinded to that light of the gospel. Well, listen, when a person, when you engage with a person that is a coworker or a neighbor or a friend and you tell them about Jesus, you proclaim the gospel to them, understand that unless the Holy Spirit has opened their eyes to its light, they can't see it. And so when a person comes here into church today, and they perhaps they don't know Jesus they're not walking with him the scripture says that we can explain it and express it and proclaim it it can be articulate we can answer every question we can make it plain and make it clear but if the spirit of God does not open eyes to see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ then they will never come to taste and see for themselves how good Jesus is so please understand that when we say we want to be a church that is in pursuit of, the, of, the, of God's presence, and when we say that we want to lead people into an encounter with God, that what is in our hearts is that is God leads the lost and the broken and the hurting and the bound up into our lives and into our church, that we may proclaim the gospel, but that they are encountering the presence of God in a way way that opens blind eyes and opens deaf ears and causes people to both see and believe that Jesus is good and that he is the king who came to live and to die to deliver me from my sin and to give me new and eternal life. I wasn't planning to preach a message there. But that's what happens when you encounter the presence of God. But I want you to hear what's in our heart. Now listen, one last thing on this topic. Uh, Brother Dick Iverson, who was kind of the pioneer of Ministers Fellowship International, of which we are a, uh, a part of, I heard him say a, a number of times, having the opportunity to know him a bit, he would make a comment about churches and how you build a church, and he would say, if you grow green grass... People will come and want to enjoy what you are producing there. And so we recognize and we understand and are grateful for every single one of you whom God has brought to our church from a different church. You've previously been in a place and now you feel like God has brought you here. And we're grateful for that and we're thankful to God that you are here. Like I said at the beginning, I believe God brought you here for a reason and for a purpose. Yet let me say something that's just to be real honest here. The kingdom doesn't advance in Albuquerque when people move from one church to another. Right? And so I hope and I pray that for everyone that God has led here from a previous church into this church, that God stirs something in your heart that says, I want to be a part of the vision that God is birthing within this church family because our heart is that we would see the kingdom of God advance within our city. And the only way for us to see the kingdom advancing in Albuquerque is not to just fill our church with people who are coming from other churches, but it is to say Albuquerque is full of men and women, young and old people who need Jesus. 
Uh, I have a, a friend who pastors another church in the city, New Life City. Uh, uh, Paul and Ruth Martini have become dear friends to us, and we will frequently just talk about, you know, what God's doing in our respective churches, and one of the things that we'll frequently talk about is just Albuquerque needs Jesus, man. There's, there's, there needs to be no competition between churches in our city because they are, listen, uh, we, we need more churches if God is going to have his way in our city. If God is going to move, if we're going to see revival, if people are going to get saved in our city, we need more churches, not less, right? And so we, our heart is that City Church would become a people, that people are coming and encountering God, that the lost are finding Christ here and through our lives. Amen? And some of the things that we're going right. to continue to do... <laughs> To be a place to encounter God is we are going to continue to go deeper and pursue more of God in worship. Um, we want to be a place where this is known as a worshiping house. I've heard some of the prophetic words from years gone by, and this is a house that's called to worship. So we are going to continue to invest in that. We're going to continue to teach. We're going to do some theological like teaching and explain as best as we can why we worship the way that we do, why we make space for the Spirit of God to move and for the gifts of the Spirit to move. Uh, we want to invest in the worship culture here at City Church because we know that worship is a beautiful place where people encounter God. We also want to really make an investment in prayer. You know that this, the ground has been watered in prayer for decades in this house by a faithful few. But God is calling us to be a praying, a praying church. God is calling us as a group collectively to learn what it is to come together and to pray. To pray over the church, to pray over the people, to pray over issues that arise, to pray over our city, to pray over government, to pray to the north, south, east, and west and call in the harvest that God has for us. But it's not just going to work if it's just the handful of faithful that have been doing it for decades, which I'm so thankful for. It's got to move into the whole heart of the church where we become a church that prays. When we say, guys, it's time to pray, where this place just erupts with people who are bold and unashamed and lifting up their voices to pray and cry out that heaven would invade earth. We are going to continue to do and, and build on encounters. When we first came, the very first thing we did was like a mini encounter and where, where we just create the space through a series of strategic topics and sessions. We create the space for people to ask the Holy Spirit really intentional questions so that they could receive healing and freedom in their lives. We want to continue and even build um, on encounters. We want to continue to have worship nights where we come together as a church with no agenda just to worship and steward the presence of God, be a place for the presence of God. And we wanna to continue to build a culture of fasting and prayer. Not just one week a year, but we wanna be a church that we wanna encounter God and we know that when we set a time side to, aside time to fast and pray, we encounter God, which means we need to make a little bit more of a priority fasting and praying. So those are some practical things that we want to continue to invest in to ensure that this is a place where people can encounter God. Yeah. Amen. Awesome. Okay. Do you know what it means when a preacher looks at his watch? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we got to rush. We're only at point one. That's right. But we, we can't, that's right. We can't take the same amount of time for each point here. So uh, in addition to City Church being a, remember I said we got to move on. Um, <laughs> 
a place to encounter God's presence, we believe God is calling City Church to be a people to belong to, a people to belong to. So a couple of things here. You know, one of the things that struck us so quickly when Maurice and I first arrived here back in July was just how warm and welcoming a church we are. Amen. And uh, it just felt like, hey, we're, there is a family, a feeling of like, this is a family. This is a church full of people that are warm and they're welcoming. They love one another. They love being a part of this church family and a part of this church community. And uh, we want to not only continue to do that, but we want to continue to move deeper into that. Are you, are you with me? You know, something that uh, as I interact with people who are newer to our church and, you know, last couple of weeks ago, we had our most recent Connect class and it was one of the, the biggest ones since we arrived here seven months ago. And as we chat with people, we frequently will ask them, what is it that drew you to City Church? What was it that made you want to come back or made you consider making this your own church? And like, the number one answer is almost always, man, people were so welcoming, were so friendly. Uh, I was greeted by people. People invited me out for lunch or whatever their experience was. But like that's the repeated theme that draws people into our church. And yet I will frequently, you will frequently hear me say these words. It's not enough for people to find us friendly. People need friends. Right? That we need to have an atmosphere and an environment and a culture within our church that isn't satisfied to simply leave people at, oh, they're so friendly, but to recognize that within each and every one of us is a longing and a desire to be known, to be seen, to have genuine, authentic friendships and relationships, to find a place where we say, these are my, this is my people right? And so our heart is, is that we continue to build and to continue to go deeper into who we already are as a church, to steward that well. It is a gift of God that we are a welcoming, warm family type of church community. We want to steward that well by ensuring that when people come into our church, that every one of us have an opportunity to find genuine, authentic friendship in this place where we look around and we say these are my people make sense you know the my favorite kind of people to like have as my people <laughs> does that question even make sense people who are encountering God are the best kind of people to hang around mm -hmm. right whether that's like you know journeying with your own spouse and watching them as they encounter the Lord and, and begin to, like he said, become more and more like Jesus, there's no better place to be than the front seat of watching someone encounter Jesus. And so as we are a church that makes the space for people to encounter Jesus, we should be the best friends. We should be the best people that people want to hang around because our lives are continually growing and expanding to reflect less of us and to reflect more of Jesus. Who doesn't want to be around something, somebody that is reflecting the heart of Christ? Right? Yeah, yes. totally. 
So, uh, you know, this will be reflected in a number of different areas, but certainly uh, uh, near and dear to our heart is a vision for small groups and how critical small groups are to the life and to the mission of City Church. Small groups, as you've heard me talk about this before, they provide each and every one of us with something that is different than what can happen here on, on a Sunday morning. And the reason why is because there's less people in a small group and because people aren't sitting in chairs looking at a couple people who are standing or sitting on a platform, but you're in a circle or you are around a table where you're looking at one another and you're sharing with one another about what God is doing in your life and about the journey that we experience in following God. And so we want our small groups to be characterized as places where people are finding genuine, authentic connection and, uh, and relationship, where there is real discipleship that is happening and where we're sharing with one another the, um, uh, the, the, the mission of reaching out to our friends, family, co-workers, neighborhood, uh, et cetera, but the small groups are, are, are doing that. Um, you know, we have, uh, we just did, we just started a new semester of small groups. We have over, there's somewhere between 70 and 75 unique individuals who are in small groups uh, right now, which represents over half, because that's not counting children and youth. And so that represents well over half the people that are in our church, which by all metrics is a really great response. And Cassie tells me is the largest amount or percentage of people that have registered for small groups in a very long time. And so I rejoice in that. It's such a great, great thing. Um, I'm involved in Foster's group. Uh, the uh, There's a Foster and Cliff and Keith lead a group for men that meets here on Tuesday nights uh, that I'm a part of. And watching that group grow and quite frankly explode, they've had to start splitting it into two on every Tuesday night. And we're actually... Foster and I have had some conversations about whether or not we're going to need to move it into three groups because there's just lots and lots of men who are coming coming out and participating in that and joining in that. And uh, that's what small groups should be like, is a place where people are finding genuine relationships and friendships so that we can in, um, share with one another the journey of following Jesus together. Are you with me? So finally... In terms of these, uh, these kind of three things, place, people, uh, and then purpose, is we believe God is calling City Church to be a launch pad for purpose. Uh, this really speaks to, you know, that we want to be a place, a church that is discipling people into the unique calling and gifting on people's lives. Amen? Yeah, you know, I really believe, we really believe there is a conviction in our hearts that God has placed you on the earth at this current time in history with the unique makeup that he put inside of you, the giftings, the talents, the passions, the things that make you cry, the things that, that, that stir you up. He deposited all those things in you strategically and intentionally and put you on the earth in this moment in history because you got a, a job to play on part of his team. And we believe that. We believe that with all our hearts. And so we want to become a place where we can be intentionally working with people, intentionally discipling people and training up people so that they can do what God has put them on this earth to do. That should be really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Romans 12, uh, 6 to 8 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. 
and on and on and on. You have a different gift than I do. And we want to see that gift in you flourish, grow, and, and blossom and become all that it can be in Christ so that you can make the biggest impact that God has called you to make here in Albuquerque and in your world. Yeah, for sure. So certainly what's in our heart is we believe that God is calling us to be that kind of church, that we are stewarding the gifts and the calling of God that is on each and every one of our lives, right? And uh, I know that often what can happen in church culture is often we can sit in chairs and we can look at the person that's leading worship or we can look at the person that's preaching or we can look at the person that is an elder or we can look at the person that is leading a particular ministry and we can see them as kind of stepping into the calling of God in their, you know, in their lives, but we don't see that for our own lives. And understand that that is not what God intends church to be. That God wants City Church to be a place where each and every one of us have the opportunity to discover and um, to discover our own calling in God. That there is a call of God on your life and a call of God on your spouse's life, your kids' lives, the person sitting behind you, beside you, in front of you. There's a call of God upon your life, and we want to see each and every one of us lean into that, grow into that, step into that, and ultimately to be launched into that call and that purpose being fulfilled. And so we don't know all of the ways in which that will find its expression. We know that for many of us, that will involve um, discovering God's purpose for us in our workplace and in our neighborhoods and in our families and, and in our community and how we can show and share the good news about Jesus in the city of Albuquerque, wherever it is that God has us, right? Uh, but we also believe that God is, is, maybe there are people sitting here today Maybe they will come next week or in, you know, at some point in the future. But we believe that God is also wanting us to be a launch pad that would be sending people out beyond Albuquerque. We believe that there are missionaries that God will, that will be trained up, that will be anointed, that will be empowered here at City Church who will then bring the gospel to either the ends of New Mexico or the ends of the United States or the ends of the earth, but that God would release people into their missionary calling through City Church. We believe that there are future pastors and church leaders who are in City Church or who will come to City Church, and we believe that there will be a day where we are planting other churches in other cities and in other states and beyond even the United States, that God is wanting to raise up a church that is multiplying that is reproducing itself and that is planting other churches and in other places those are things that are in our heart these are things some of these have been in our heart for well over a decade since we were babies yeah since we were just as young christians but understand that god wants to not only raise up city church to be a really great church that honors God and that is impactful within its community, but that God wants to raise up here the kind of church that is being multiplied and reproduced into other places. Whether that's through missionaries that we send and then who come back, or missionaries who go and stay, or church plants. Uh, I'll end with this moment because we got running out of time but under you've heard me say this before and you'll hear me say this more and that is that we are uh 
that we are more concerned about our sending capacity than our seating capacity. We want our church to be full. We want our church to be growing. We want to be having, having to move to multiple services or whatever because people are coming and finding Jesus here. But more than how many people can we gather, we are obsessed with and passionate about how many people can we send. That's what's in our hearts. So when we think about the kind of church that God is calling us to be, we are thinking about a place to encounter God, a people to belong to, and a launch pad for purpose. That is the kind of church that God is calling City Church to be in the next chapter, in the next season, as we move forward together. Now, let's, let's skip. Okay. We don't have enough time to. Okay. So we have been, um, you know, going for walks and praying and seeking God and asking Him, what is something that we could say that kind of captures everything that we just said? <laughs> All of that. All of that <laughs> summed up, you know, where, you know, we have to explain it, obviously, but where you hear it and you kind of get a picture of what it is. And so we, we've been taking a while to really think about this and pray about this and going back and forth and talking to other pastors and asking chat GPT. And I mean, just saying, Holy Spirit, help us. Uh, so we decided to talk with all of the ministry leaders and the elders and the board and we presented them an, an idea for a brainstorming workshop and so we got together with them last month and we just shared our heart and said we want to come up with a phrase that we could just quickly say that talks about our our passion for reaching the lost for following Jesus for discipleship for you know the things that God's put on our heart and we had this brainstorming workshop with them and what came back the, the most I went through all of the the notes um, that people from their thoughts and their feedback and over 95% of what we heard had to do with relationship and community and going through life together and this whole idea of City Church being a family so we took all of what they um, shared with us and we just continued to pray about it and we have landed on a phrase that's very simple but we feel like it captures the heart of everything we were just talking about and that is following Jesus together at City Church we want to be a church where we follow Jesus together. We follow Jesus, we do what he said, we, we, we live how he lived, we follow him as our example, we disciple the way he discipled, we live the way that he lived, we say the things that he said, and we do it together in community. We don't do it alone, but close together, in close proximity with one another, in relationship with one another. We're gonna go through life together so that each one of us can be encountering God can be having a people that we belong to and that we can have our launch pad for the purpose that God put us on this earth for. We could do it collectively as we follow Jesus together. Yeah, so this is a simple, concise phrase that's obviously not meant to be comprehensive. It doesn't tell us everything, but we do feel like it captures the heart of why we exist as a church, who we are called to be as a church family, that we are committed to following Jesus, that we are committed to one another, that we are committed to moving forward together to be the church that God is calling us to be, which will then do the things that God is calling us to do. That God would be glorified in us and through us. That the lost would be saved. 
that people would know Jesus for themselves, would follow him in a way where we're growing towards Christ-likeness and where we are moving into the plans and the purposes and the calling of God upon our lives. So you're going to see this phrase, following Jesus together. You're going to hear us talk about it a lot. You're going to see it on signs. We're actually in the process of getting a new sign made for the front of our building. And uh, you'll see that phrase on that sign. And in all kinds of different things that we do, you will see the phrase, following Jesus together, repeated over and over and over again and in lots of different places as a reminder for us of who we are and of the kind of church that God is calling us to be. Amen. All of the things that we touched on this morning are going to require work, strategy, diligence, time. Uh, and we are working on, on the strategy behind the scenes. We are working on developing strategies where we can implement things to help us do and strategically accomplish what we've talked about today. So this is not the end. You will be, what we touched on today is like the Coles Notes version. And in the days ahead, we're gonna go deeper and deeper and deeper and really break down into more detail, practically how we feel like we're gonna be able to do what God's putting on our hearts to do here as a church. How does that sound? Amen. Yeah? Do you, do you wanna do this? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. As we are gonna be following Jesus together, you know that every single one of you is invited to join us. Whether you're here today and you've been walking with Jesus for your whole life, or whether you have never once actually had a relationship with Jesus and, and you don't even know what that's like, you are invited to join us as we follow Jesus together. And before we leave church this morning, I wanna take a minute and pray. And I wanna pray for two things. I wanna pray for those of us here who have a relationship with Jesus, who we say, I wanna, I wanna do this thing. I wanna follow Jesus with this church family. I wanna pray for you. I also wanna pray for anybody who's here today who doesn't know Jesus, or maybe at one point in time you did, but you have since walked away from him and you feel this tugging in your heart calling you to come back into a relationship with Jesus. So church, let's close our eyes for a moment and bow our head. And I'm first gonna ask this question. While your eyes are closed, if you are here and you say, I wanna pray that prayer asking Jesus into my life, or I wanna pray that prayer and rededicate my life to Jesus, but I know that I need to have a relationship with Jesus. I wanna follow Jesus. I wanna give him my life. If that's you, can you lift your hand up? And I wanna take a moment and pray for you before we leave today. You may feel a little bit like butterflies in your stomach, a little nervous. Thank you, sir, I see your hand. You may feel a little sense of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, like, oh, I think I'm supposed to put my hand up. Listen, if you feel that, that's the Holy Spirit drawing you. Thank you, I see your hand too. If there's anybody else here, you sense, man, I, I feel like I need this prayer, I need to put my hand up. Just be brave and show me where you're at so that I can pray for you this morning. I'll just take a couple more seconds and wait. Okay, let's all pray this prayer together. Church, if you guys can all repeat after me, let's just pray this prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your life. I thank you that you died for me. And I thank you that you rose again. And you're now seated in heavenly places. I give my life to you. I confess that I need you 
And I invite you right now into my heart. And I invite you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me, Lord. Wash me clean. I give myself to you. Thank you for coming into my life and making me your child. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. I just want to quickly pray over the rest of you who, as you heard this word today and you feel like, I, you know what, I want to, where City Church is going, I want to be a part of it. Sign me up. I, I want to follow Jesus together at City Church. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. I'm not going to ask for anything that's going to make you say, like, today you're committing. But I want to pray for you that as something's been stirring in your heart during this service, that you would respond to the Holy Spirit calling you into this beautiful future that we have together as a church family. So Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that the work that you have already done in the hearts of these beautiful people today would continue. Lord, that we would be a church that says yes to where you're leading us that we would be a church that says yes to what it is that you put on our hearts. Lord, that when you now have revealed what you're doing, that we would be a church that is faithful to attend to what you are revealing. I ask Holy Spirit that those who have been around in this church for decades, even those who have been here from the very beginning, there's families here who have been here from day one, I pray, Lord, that there would be something that sparks in them about the future of this beautiful place that they would say, I want there's something for me to contribute to in the future of City Church. I pray those who have been here for just a, a short time, I pray those who have been here for a long time, that you, Holy Spirit, would stir in every single heart and compel them and draw them to see their place in the future here at City Church, that they would say, there's something compelling me to say, yes, I am going to follow Jesus together here at City Church. We thank you for what you're doing, Lord. It's only by your spirit. Unless you build the house, God, we labor in vain. So we thank you that your spirit is at work. And we surrender to you and what you're doing and say yes and amen. Have your way in our church, in our lives. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. Uh, listen, if you prayed that prayer today for the first time, or if you prayed it as a moment of rededicating your life to Christ. When we dismiss the service here in just a moment, would you come on up here and just meet us? We would love to meet you and uh, say hello to you, get to know you a little bit. Uh, also, we have a prayer team, and so a couple people are gonna be over on this side and a couple on that side, and if there's any way, anything that's on your heart and on your mind today, we would love to pray with you because we believe that God hears and answers our prayers. He loves you and He cares about what's going on in your life, and so we would love to link our faith with yours and pray together with you and for you for whatever is going on, uh, whatever's uh, in your heart and on your mind this morning. Are you with me? Church, would you stand with me? There are great days ahead for City Church and there are great days ahead for you. Amen? Listen, church, we love you so much and are so grateful for you. Uh, as we're dismissed, would you turn around, maybe find someone that you don't recognize and say hello to them this morning. And uh, have a great day today and God bless you. There was a time I was dead inside.